Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And welcome to the 12th Man Rising's Seahawks podcast with Kevin Deggett and Lee Val. I'm Lee. Kevin, how are you? I am hanging in there, sir. Do you still have a hangover from uh, Sunday's loss to the Denver Broncos? Uh, that was lame. <laughs> that was horrible. Very disappointing. What was the most disappointing thing about the game to you? There was a few. Uh, Sebastian Janikowski, I was singing his praises last week, and he ends up missing a field goal that, you know, um, and now, you know, I'm talking about he's going to win us games, and then he uh, technically um, – lost the game for us but uh that's neither here nor there no 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 let's let's okay we we also the great blair walsh down the river when he you know against atlanta he didn't lose the game he just failed to tie it jenikowski uh i I guess in jenikowski's and 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 i know you're being serious and and i don't want to say he's the greatest kicker ever I, i think the most frustrating thing about the jenikowski kick is the fact that Okay, he missed from 51, that's fine. And they called a penalty, and then he kicks from 46 and misses that the same exact way you think he would have learned, hey, how did I miss this from 51? I shouldn't miss it the same way from 46, but that's exactly what he did. And I think that's the frustrating thing, right? If he had just gone out there and missed a 46-yard field goal and not had the 51-yard before that that didn't count, would you still be as frustrated? Uh, not as much, but and it's also in Mile High Stadium, you know, where – you're going to get a little little lift on the ball just from being there. But, I mean, he's still a great kicker. I'm, you know, I'm not going to we'll, – we'll see. But I, I still think he'll he'll end up, uh, you know, doing well for us, winning us some games. But that was probably the big disappointment. And then, uh, you know, Russell Wilson got beat up pretty good. And I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know if, if I'm seeing stuff or making stuff up, but Russell Wilson looks like he may have lost about a half a step and I don't, you know, I don't know. There's some of that stuff that he would have got out of, but he uh, he laid down pretty well. A couple of those. Yeah, that's. I'm glad you brought that up because that's the way it looked to me too. It looks like he just he looked like he lost half a step. I, I don't think he has, but that's. It's almost like the Broncos kind of figured out what he did. Um, even though he's been doing this for seven years, seven years at this point, it's almost like they figured out what he did that other teams didn't previous years for no reason. It's like okay, he's going to scramble back, he's going to roll to his left, and he's going to turn around to his right, and then he blah 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 blah. And the two times he took a really bad sack that he should have thrown it away is he scrambled to his left and then rolled to his right, and somebody's there waiting for him. That's exactly what it looked like. Um, yeah, and, and a couple, time, couple of those were on him. I mean, it wasn't. Just completely both offensive. of them were. Both of them yeah. were on him, I think. And it may have been the you know the defensive coverage may have been good too, but yeah, I mean, I, it's not all on the offensive line. But right, and it's not. It's absolutely not. He held on to the ball at least three times on those sacks, so the offensive line actually looked a lot worse than it really was. I mean, it wasn't great, absolutely, but he made it look a lot worse than it was. I think the offensive line, you know, uh, Jermaine Effetti, he looked. 
you know, not great in the preseason. He didn't really look that good in, in week one, but he was also going up against Von Miller. And when you have a quarterback who's holding on to the ball, and I don't mean to sell Russell Wilson down. I mean, he's got the Seahawks at two Super Bowls, and he's a he's an elite quarterback, in my opinion. But at some point, he needs to learn to throw the ball away. But if you're a right tackle and you're going up against Von Miller, and Von Miller is as great as he is, if your quarterback's holding on to the ball as long as he is, some of that's not on you, right? Yeah, he he, he Fetty got he got smoked on a couple of those, but I mean he's got. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to put Khalil Mack on him this week, and it's going <laughs> to it could be the. I think Khalil Mack. I'm I don't know if he's better than Von Miller, but he sure is at least equal to Von Miller, and um, it could be ugly this week too if that if that's the matchup. Yeah, uh, Khalik, uh, Khalil Mack, Khalik, what was I saying? Khalil Mack uh, lined up every time off the offensive line right side against uh, the Packers and still had – he had a really great first half. They kind of slowed him down in the second half. But in that second uh, first half, he had, what, the forced fumble, the interception, the sack. Um, it, it was kind of funny because, you know, Seahawks are obviously playing the Bears on Monday Night Football this coming week. And it was only after Aaron Rodgers lost a leg, literally – um, that Khalil Mack didn't really do anything. So maybe Russell Wilson should go out there and just be limping around to confuse yeah. the Bears defense. <laughs> I tell you what, that Aaron Rodgers guy, he's <laughs> he's Superman. I mean, that's that's amazing to come back and win that game. That was crazy. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, you know, moving on to the defense, I guess, Earl Thomas, Bradley McDoodle, Dick, what is wrong with me tonight? I can't even speak English. Earl Thomas and Bradley McDougald uh, both ranked in the top four of Pro Football Focus's uh, top-rated safeties for Week One. Thomas was number one. McDougald was number four. Um, but the the cornerbacks are really where they had the issue. Trey Flowers, the first ten passes to Emmanuel Sanders, who was matched up against him, they completed all ten passes. Um, and I know Flowers had the he led the team in, in tackles because he had to, right? He's tackling the guy who's catching the ball in front of him. And Shaquille Griffin wasn't, and Justin Coleman, really, none of them were that good. Now, I know that there's no pass rush, and that's a big concern in case Keenum had time to go back there and throw the ball. Um, But, you know, at some point, if the cornerbacks are not that great, but the safeties are are really, really good, maybe it's the talent at corner, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you get, when you let Case Keenum, who, I don't. Who is not an elite quarterback? Well, he threw over 300 yards, didn't he? Like 350 yards. 785 yards. Yeah, and that's six horrible. That's what it felt like, anyway. You know, part of that is that there is there's no pass rush. You got to put pressure on that quarterback. And I don't. You you mentioned that was going to be a huge huge issue, and it and it ended up being a huge issue. Game one, and against Case Keenum. I mean, he's not that good. And I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, he's a Hall. Uh, yeah. And and and. In the uh, XFL, maybe I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not that good. You know, you got Mitchell Trubisky this week, who you know he 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 had a pretty good game. He didn't throw any picks against a pretty a pretty strong Green Bay Packer defense, but um, you know we'll we'll see. But I, you know, Earl Th- speaking of Earl Thomas, um, he just he got out there and proved that he's Earl Thomas and that he deserves money. Um, and I think. Uh, I think he'll probably get an extension. Um, I just, you know, if he doesn't get hurt in the next couple of games, I'm sure they'll they'll probably end up extending him, you know, somewhere throughout the season. But um, 
the guy the guy is needed on that defense because <laughs> there is uh, like you said the out the outsides on that defensive backfield are not stellar. Right. Yeah, and he was. I mean, to make that immediate impact with the interception, um, you know, early in the game. Plus, he he had zero. Both McDougald and Thomas basically their passer rating against was zero. Um, I mean, Thomas kind of wrote this today, but you know, as much as I thought, oh, the Seahawks don't really need to sign Thomas to as big as extension as he wants. I think they need to. I mean, they're they're looking at it. They're overturning the roster, but at some point, don't you have to hold on to the talent that you have? Yeah, and I've and I've said, you know, kind of, and it was just kind of my irritation with the whole with Earl Thomas holding out. I think, and you know, probably an overreaction, but saying, ah, we don't need him. We got these young guys coming up, but um, yeah, we need him because these young guys coming up are uh, not ready to, for the prime time just quite yet. So I I agree with you. We do need to extend him and keep him healthy yeah and even if they don't uh even if the young guys do turn out to be something good it's still not really time to to let thomas go based on you know it was almost like that week one was a reminder oh this guy really is a great player and you already have him under contract yeah i mean he's fighting it and it's not the seahawks fault that he's fighting it that he held out but maybe they should sign him to an extension and maybe now that he's back, you know, maybe the John Schneider will go to his agent and say, hey, you know, now that you're back, now that he, your player's back, we'll go and, and work out a, an extension. And hopefully they will, because as much as Earl Thomas says, oh, you know, I love the Cowboys. If the Seahawks are going to pay him money, then he's going to play with the Seahawks and he's going to play his heart out like he did in week one. Yeah. Um, Doug Baldwin, of course, you know, it came into the game a little bit banged up already, hurt the other knee during the game, a sprained MCL. Uh, Pete Carroll thinks he won't been out for a long time, but it could be out for a few weeks. Um, you know, without without Baldwin on the field, how concerned are you for Russell Wilson throwing the ball? Very concerned because Doug Baldwin and he have a huge chemistry. And how many times has Wilson just you know he goes back to pass and he he lobs that ball up there and you just know it's going to Baldwin and Baldwin catches it. And you know my my concern is is that he was hurt during the preseason. He gets hurt in game one, and he's and he was only at eighty five. He said he was only at 85 percent. So, you know, if you go into the season injured like that, you're probably going to be injured the whole season in one or two weeks. I mean, that's that's for a normal person, you know, to you be back one or two weeks and then to jump into the NFL at the highest level of the game and. I don't know. I mean, I'm, my fear is that he's going to be somewhat injured all season, come in, miss some games, and come back. And but it's it's a big issue. I mean, we got Brandon Marshall, but um, you know, Doug Baldwin is the core of the the uh, the uh, number one receiver, and he has been for for a long time. And I think it's going to be an issue. And Tyler Lockett showed you know he can still get deep. Uh, he didn't do a whole lot in kickoffs or punt returns, unfortunately, but he did have the long touchdown reception. Brandon Marshall, like you said, he, he looked uh, he looked really good in week one. Now they've got Keenan Reynolds. They've moved him from the practice squad to the receiver because they only started off with five receivers to start the season. Now that Baldwin's going to be out, they had to have a fifth receiver. Um, it, it's funny because some people on camp, from what I understand, were calling Baldwin – Oh, he's he's older, Doug, and then Keenan Reynolds is younger, Doug. But Reynolds, he he's not Doug Baldwin, no. and he never will be, right? No, I I, I was I thought he might 
just based on some of his performance in the preseason that he might make the team. So I'm not I'm not surprised that he's the first one to be called up. Yeah, and and, and maybe his quickness will be good. I mean, nothing wrong with having some. Brandon Marshall obviously isn't as fast as he used to be, but he's still a really good receiver. He knows how to catch the ball. Lockett still has his speed. Um, you know, David Moore and, and Jerron Brown are still kind of waiting to see how they will develop in the Seahawks system. And somebody with speed might be good. Um, you know, now they go into to week two against the Bears. The Bears, as we mentioned already, kind of barely lost to, to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, who on paper really are a better team. And they led the Packers twenty to three going into the fourth quarter, and then Rodgers led them to a comeback. To me, if I'm a if I'm a Bears player or a Bears fan, I have to take you know even though they lost, I still have to come out with a lot more confidence from that game than than say you know I did going into the game because they should have won that game. So you know Vegas already has the Seahawks as a three point five underdog. Do you have any hopes? I mean, what does what does Seattle need to do to win this game on Monday? I don't think they're going to win the game and. Because they lost to the Broncos to start with, and the Broncos are really not that good of a team, in my opinion. And the Bears, like you said, ran a pretty good game against the uh, the Green Bay Packers, who are a good team. So, um, and just the just <laughs> that Khalil Mack a Fetty matchup just scares the hell out of me. Scares the hell out of me for Russell Wilson's life, to be honest with you. But. Um, I just don't know. And then, you know, Mitchell Trubisky, I mean, they got a rookie quarterback and they ran, you know, they ran with the with the Packers for a while. But, you know, and Aaron Rodgers is just a special guy. So I, what can you say about that? I mean, um, I, I don't I don't think the Seahawks are going to win that. You know, that three point five underdogs probably probably uh, generous, in my opinion. But um, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, Trey Flowers, I don't think the Bears have the receivers. Uh, that the Broncos did, maybe Tree Flowers will look a lot better in Week Two um, than he did because he, you know, he wasn't really expected to be the starter even this preseason. He, he got a lot of rips, but I think people were still hoping Seattle was still hoping that Byron Maxwell would come back and be the starter. And of course, now he's he's gone. He's not in Seattle and probably won't be returning to Seattle. So really, it's Tree Flowers' job to lose. I was a little bit disappointed with how Griffin, Shaquille, and Shaquem really played in, in Week uh, One. Um, of course, Shaquem is a rookie. You know, I don't know what you can expect. KJ Wright will be out this week again. Um, the Bears' offense—you know—it's it's, to me, it's no different from the Broncos. If you have a short passing game, you should be able to move the ball on the on the Seahawks. Right. So it's almost like you're playing the same kind of team because you know you've got Mac on the other side, and and maybe they don't have the abundance of pass rushers that that the Broncos did or do. But you're you know, like you mentioned, Mac is going up against Jermaine Fetty. Uh, to me, it really comes down to, you know, Pete Carroll mentioned this on his show on Monday. Hey, you can't get sacked if you're running the ball. Well, then run the ball because they didn't run the ball nearly enough against the Broncos. They ran yeah. 16 times. And Carson, you know, he fumbled once, but he looked productive, 51 yards on seven carries. And, of course, he had that one run where he jumped the guy. Um, so it was you're awesome. Going, yeah, well, it was phenomenal. And it showed what kind of athleticism a guy his size, and he's a big guy, has. So why would you not run? I mean, they should just go out and run the ball, right? Not start off with the game with two straight passes like they said all preseason training camp. Oh, we're going to run the ball more. And then they come out against the Broncos and they run the ball, or they pass the ball two straight times. Well, you got to run the ball. I mean, you've got to – what's the old saying? you got to run the ball to open up the pass. And they've they've been a running team for so long. I don't Are they, are they going to try to switch to be a passing team? Um 
I don't know that you have the weapons to do that, but yeah, they need to run the ball a hell of a lot more. So if you, what would be your game plan going into the Bears week if you were Brian Schottenheimer? Well, you, I, <laughs> I might uh, start a different right tackle, um, but maybe <laughs> give have, George... I mean, but you George Fan yeah, shot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem is they don't really have an answer to that. I mean, it has to be a Fetty. It does, unfortunately. But I, they're going to have they're going to have to run the ball. Um, Ru- Russell Wilson's got to be he's got to be a lot more mobile than he was against the Broncos, and he's got to get rid of the ball if he's if he gets in those positions and not sit in the pocket like he did. I mean, he seemed to he, a couple of those plays. He almost seemed like he was just confused back there, didn't know what to do, and and just kind of laid down but um it's uh you're gonna they're gonna have to run the ball more in my opinion yeah i mean how much of the of you know like you said wilson not really having it seemed like he was lost and not having baldwin out there maybe that is having an effect um you know because even lockett i mean it got lockett back last year but lockett was injured i don't know if he's ever well he clearly has not built the rapport with lockett that he has with baldwin baldwin's not coming back for a few weeks you know, they, they have two straight road games to start the season, and they come back home against, uh, I think, Cowboys, right, in, in week yeah. three. And the Cowboys' offense looked atrocious. But, yeah, uh, that could be the, an ugly game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the Panthers' defense, I think, overall is, is better than the Seahawks at this point. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, the Seahawks have some, some really good players, but they I think, you know, defensive line, linebacker, secondary overall are not as talented as the Panthers. And that Cowboys game could be – you know, nine to seven at yep. this point. Uh, so anyway, um, prediction for for Monday night. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Bears are gonna win, and and uh, I, you know they may put up the same number of points as the Broncos did, twenty seven, and you know the Seahawks. Uh, it, it may be the same score. Um, my to be honest with you, because it's it's not the teams aren't that much different, but um, I'll say twenty seven seventeen. Twenty seven. Okay. Um, and I, I never picked the Seahawks because I, I feel like it, you know, it uh, jinxes them. Although, you know, I didn't jinx them last week and they lost anyway. Um, I'll, I'll say the, the Bears. You have win. so much power, Lee. That's right. I do. I'm the king of the universe. Um, I, uh, I feel like I do honestly feel like the Bears will win this game because it's on the road. It's tough to win on the road in the NFL, period. Um, I'm going to say Bears 21-17 over the Seahawks. And they'll start off 0-2, which is a shame, but I don't think it's totally unexpected. It's just the way they, the way some players played in week one was a little bit unexpected. But you know, getting KJ right back, hopefully by week three, will change things. So, Kevin, as always, you have the last word. Go Hawks! mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.